0: 20 years ago, a new voice hit the airwaves in Palm Beach County. I've been calling with ESPN Radio 760, the Palm Beach Sports Leader. A voice that was passionate about sports. Good afternoon and welcome. Dedicated to the community and committed to bringing fans the best coverage possible. That voice was ESPN West Palm. And for two decades, it has continued to define the sports scene in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. From the big three now not not to four, Friday night five. lights.
1: Headside. Touchdown, Sean Carroll. Touchdown,
0: Martin County. ESPN West Palm has been there every step of the way. Because every day above ground is a good day. We've covered Super Bowls, NBA Finals, and everything in between. Live from PGA National, we have a Honda Classic champion. We've talked to legends and introduced fans to up-and-coming stars. It is Bobby Bowden. Coach Evan Cohen, Howard, are things? Evan, good to talk to you again, buddy. All with you, the fans in mind. All night. That was some hot take radio. I know my basketball, brother. Sit back, relax, and join us as we take a look back at the last 20 years of sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. This is ESPN West Palms 20 for 20. Okay, welcome to the show. I've been with you
2: on the third day of March, 2023. I have now done that for 20 years as of today. 20 years ago today, a 22-year-old went on the air on ESPN 760 at the time at 7 o'clock at night. The first ever day we had local programming here on ESPN West Palm. And what an amazing 24 hours it has been, or oh, it's going to be 20 hours, obviously, of coverage straight here, starting at midnight last night with Stephen Craig. And for those just tuning in that are looking for Greeny and you don't know what's going on here on ESPN West Palm, we are celebrating the unthinkable. We are celebrating 20 years here in West Palm doing radio. I was a part of it for the better part of 20 years on the air, still with Good Karma Brands, our parent company and still a major part of the company, but not in a daily hosting setting. When we came to West Palm 20 years ago, we started a radio station from scratch. It was the largest market in the country without an all-sports radio station dedicated to the market. 20 years later, somehow, someway, we are still here, which is just remarkable. And we thank all of you that are listening right now and have listened and will listen over the next and for the 20 hours and the 20 years that you have listened. Brian McLevin Rowitz is here with me. We did a show together for the better part of a decade. We will have guests all throughout the day, all throughout the hours, that I am on 10 to 12, and then I'm on again 5 until 8 tonight. And joining us now is somebody that has become a very close friend of mine. We were neighbors for a long period of time. But I want to take this person back, and his name is Ryan Lieber. He was formerly a WPTV News Channel 5 sports anchor, and... Um, from Illinois, and a Chicago sports fan, which is amazing, goes full circle because our company, 20 years later, owns the radio station that he grew up listening to, wanting to do this because of the station that he listened to, ESPN 1000 in Chicago. But I want to take you back to March of 03. All of a sudden, you hear about a radio station coming into Palm Beach County, and you were anchoring sports on WPTV News Channel 5. How did you hear about it? What did you think? And what are your first memories, Lieber? of ESPN West Palm. Well,
1: the thing that I always think about ev is the first time you and I met and Marlins
2: Phillies opening day And
1: that was Marlins Phillies opening day. And the one thing I remember is you came over to me and you introduced yourself and you told me who you were and it was very just an out of body experience in the sense that I had felt from the moment you and I met, you and I I felt like I had known you in a, like previously and I remember keep saying I remember saying to you over and over again Are you sure you and I had never met before? You know, you and I, we, you even though you grew up in New York, you went to school at the University of Wisconsin, I felt like you and I knew a lot of similar people. We had kind of a similar background as far as our families were concerned. And I just remember you and I immediately connecting and bonding and just remembering not just the partnership that I knew we would form with Channel 5, WPTV News Channel 5, and of course now with ESPN Radio, But the fact that I was saying to myself, hey, I I found somebody that I know is going to be a friend of mine long term. And of course, you know, we have been through a lot together. We've gone through a lot together. And as you said before, we were neighbors for a long time. And here to be 20 years later and to see where you are in your career and to see how my life has changed full circle, it is pretty incredible. But I do go back to that day when we met at Marlins opening day. And remember, not really even watching the game, I think you and I basically spent the entire game chatting with each other well, and learning was three, about each was other. three
2: of us. The irony of this is I met two of, of my closest friends in this industry and in general closest friends on that day, and it was Ryan Lieber and George Sedano, who now works for ESPN LA, another radio station <laughs> owned by Good Karma Brands, our parent company, 20 That's years right. later. But Lieber, this is the, the interesting thing about what happens with Palm Beach County sports, because this is not the biggest sports market in the country. You and I both know that. But it's a market that the good people, and I don't want to claim I'm a good person, but I don't I don't think I'm a bad person. The, the good people kind of stand out, and, and we kind of connect with each other. Like Tom D'Angelo of Palm Beach Post is going to join us in a little bit. He's one of the all-time great guys, right? So it's not only me that you were friends with. You were working at this TV station. It's one of the biggest stations in the country in WPTV, and I'm watching you around here today with all of our teammates who live here and coming in, and you're saying hi to this person and saying hi to that person. The partnership that was developed pretty quickly between ESPN, West Palm, and and PTV was vital, but it started in a way that is not the way it is today. Explain to people how this started with, with you coming up with the idea of let's put these schlubs on as a guest hit on Sunday nights because Libra had nothing to do. He couldn't even, he needed to fill time. Right. It well, was a one man band.
1: So, so back in the day, it was myself. It was Ben Becker, which by the way, surprise, look, everybody, it's Ben Becker's joint. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, Ben Becker, who was the sports director at the time with myself as the weekend sports anchor. Um, we thought it would be a great idea to bring you and Steve and Craig into the mix as far as being a part of our Sunday Night Sports Show, providing commentary, providing insight of what is going on in the world of sports. And I remember we would record the bit, the the piece, in your studio, right? This was before you would come on set with us. We would record it, and you would be talking into the mic as you would be here in the studio. And Can I just ta- add
2: one thing? So we are we are in a beautiful downtown West Palm yes. studio currently. Right. And, and uh, is it public, Michael? Yes. Okay, and we're moving to an even bigger, better studio uh, in Rosemary Square at some point. Uh, Rosemary, yeah, uh, that's yeah. correct. Uh, at some point soon. At that point. Uh, we were not in a bigger, better studio, Libra.
1: <laughs> you were not. This was basically the size of the station. The studio we are in right now was the entire station at one point. The studio probably was, I mean, it, it really was, I, I'm not doing it justice, but it, it basically was half the size of the studio we are currently in. And it was in. all
2: windows, and not to get too technical, but from, from a a video perspective, that's not ideal for what you needed to film with us. And we're in there. It was and, cramped. Yeah. And it was, it was cramped. So go ahead. So, so
1: we we would record it in the studio. But to take it back just a second, I remember meeting Steve and Craig and yourself, Ben and I. We went out, I think, for like breakfast or lunch. And we all met and we kind of introduced ourselves. And that was how we formulated the concept. You guys were interested in wanting to partner with us. We felt like it was a great idea to do at the time. And it, the rest, I guess, as they say, is history, right? Now, there's we,
2: one question I actually don't know the answer to in all these years of us being friends and ESPN, West Palm, and WPTV working together. Did you guys need permission for that? Did you have to clear that with anybody? I think we might because, have like, had to me, talk. Because me, Steve, and Craig, I mean, I could say this now. We were the worst in terms of, like, we probably broke a million FCC violations. We would just have partner subliminal messages. So he'd come in, and I'd be wearing a Manzo's T-shirt on TV. <laughs> and, like, Steve would be wearing, like, an Ed Morse golf shirt. Like, oh, I just happen to be wearing this. Right. Oops. And we would just do that constantly on the show.
1: Yeah. I, and honestly, if I remember correctly, maybe we ran it by our news director at the time and said, hey, we think this is a good idea for us to you know, bring these guys in. And our news director at the time, Peter Rogar, uh, he is a huge sports fan. And so for him, he was, he was done with it. He thought it was a great idea. And obviously, it has now continued to morph into what you guys do today. And the partnership has changed completely with you guys now, the on-air talent. Um, and, and so it has really been, you know, just so much bigger than what it used to be. And, I'm I'm proud to say that we were, you know, a part of that. I had a, a small hand in, in creating what is now become, um, you know, the powerhouse that you guys are here in Palm beach County. Well,
2: and you had a big place in it because I mean, you, you got us in. And so you were good enough to do that. And then I got myself out. you were bad enough to get yourself out to get me <laughs> and then, I mean, right, it, was it was Right, It was a tremendous job. Right. So um, you have me to thank
1: for your career, right, essentially, is right. what's happening here. That's right. Yeah. Um,
2: get no residuals out of that, Brian. Let None. Let me, no. let, me, let me ask you about the old days covering sports in Palm Beach County, because it's evolved so much in the Treasure Coast. 2003, we get here, right? Some of the moments in 2003, the Little League World Series for the East Point and Beach team. Um, what do you remember about the early days when we would be covering sports together during that time? Like, what stood out to you?
1: Well, I think, I think it's just the local sports scene as a whole, right? I mean, I think there was so much talent and it's kind of similar to how you guys are covering things today. High school football is still king around here. It's certainly what moves the needle when it comes to the talent in the community. Obviously, there's, you know, so many great just stories and athletes. Who are professional, whether it's in golf, whether it's retired baseball players that have events here or are, you know, just larger than life in the community. A Jack Nicholas, uh, you know, who has been here and made this his home his entire life. I think of the great late Gary Carter, who, of course, wonderful. was just such a wonderful human being and always made time for you, whether you wanted you know him for an interview or anything you needed on his end. I think those are the things in Palm Beach County, to me, that are so unique. I have this conversation with a lot of people that may not know where Palm Beach County is because people who don't live in Florida or are from Florida understand. They all just think it's Miami or Orlando, right? Or And we made a big
2: mistake early on on the radio side, just thinking, hey, we're going to do Miami talk better than Miami. and. It's not Miami here.
1: No, it's not because you have such a, you know, like a a mix of people from all over. But but what I was going to make my point to being is name another place. And Brian, honestly, name another place in the country or in the world, for that matter, that has more famous people in the world that live in Palm Beach County. I mean, you have
2: I mean, Los Angeles.
1: Okay, but Evan, can you say we no, have accept that one? No, 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 no. You're but Kelly Saber's point. No, no, no. But, but he's not. But he's not because listen, and you have. And
2: Paris, no, I understand what no, you're saying. You is, have
1: you have the greatest basketball player the, of all time that lives here. You have the greatest golf two the two greatest that's, golfers that's, of all time. You have the greatest tennis players. player of all time. You have from an athlete standpoint, and
2: and Brady. You, Brady's and, coming, and it yep, at yep, some point,
1: and and I, I mean, whether you love him or hate him, guess what? A president lives in Palm Beach County. A former president lives in Palm Beach County. So just think of all those people, and and there's tons of others, yeah, obviously, yeah. in the mix. Just thinks, think of all the other people that no, that live I, here, and so I'm saying it is yeah. such a unique community in the sense that there are a lot of. Famous people that have and bring a lot of um, community events and sports to what this area is.
2: It's 20 for 20 here on ESPN 106.3. Evan Cohen with you, joined by Ryan Lieber, formerly of News Channel 5, WPTV, um, was part of the original team that got us the partnership with WPTV. And by by that, I mean he got fired and I got hired. That's right. Um, But anyway. major uh, career. (laughs) So, um, and Lieber has been a friend and a member of, and he's been a host on ESPN West Palm for a long time as well. Lieber, This is a self-serving question about our company, about our station, but it's also a credit to you. If I think of the short list of people that if I would have said in 2003, I'm going to tell you something, this company and this group that's starting a station in West Palm is going to make it 20 years here and they're going to expand to all different kinds of markets. That short list of people that would have said, yeah, I believe that. I see our, our friend Ryan Burke walk in. His, his late great dad, Dave Burke, would have absolutely said that and ripped on us while doing it. You were on to us early, and I give you a lot of credit for that, and I appreciated the support early on. You saw in Craig and Steve and everything that this company was building that, hey, it's, it's going to be more than this. Why? Like, why are you – I know it's self-serving. But most people, I'm surprised we made it 20 years. I feel like you're one of the few that's actually not surprised that we made it 20 years.
1: Well, I I think it starts with the three people you're naming. Yourself, Steve, and Craig. And, I mean, knowing them the way that I do um, and the pedigree in which Craig Karmazin comes from and knowing what, you know, Steve Palazziner has brought to this community and yourself— I mean, and again, I don't think I need to tell you this, Evan. Your career speaks for itself where you are now in your career. You guys are extremely talented and intelligent and smart and I think there was a bigger picture all along and I saw that when we were all you know or Stephen Craig and I were twenty six and you were you know twenty two at the time I think it was just i I saw that big picture and said these are guys that I want to stay connected to because I know that in in 10, 15 and now twenty years from now there's going to be an empire that is going to be built within this company and and that is exactly what has happened and I saw that early on I, I mean i uh, anybody that meets you and Steve and Craig are, are, are very quickly impressed by what you guys bring to the table. And even as young as we were in our 20s, and you being right out of college, I saw the talent. I saw how successful I knew you were going to be. And I know how hard of a worker you are. And that was very much evident when you started in this business. Um, and it shows today. So that, to me, is why I knew right away that this was going to be a successful entity um, because of all these examples I just gave.
2: Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Lieber, when you... Now tell
1: me something nice about myself. I can't... When did you see the talent in me, that right? I that I could
2: replace. <laughs> Early on when you, when you showed Panthers highlights, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I could probably take his job That's pretty right. easily.
1: That's right. I think <laughs> I I think did. we can think about <laughs> the robot or the monkey do it. Yeah, um, we're good.
2: Liebs, what, if somebody were to come up to you on the street and say, hey, tell me about ESPN West Palm. Don't, don't name names in this case, or at least don't name me Stephen Craig, please. But how would you describe ESPN West Palm to somebody after 20 years?
1: Well, I, I think it's, it's a staple in the community, and I think when you think of sports in Palm Beach County, there is no doubt in my mind that ESPN Radio is the place to where you are going to gather and get the most in-depth and you know the, the the proper coverage of what is appropriate in this community. Um, I know the TV stations have sports departments, but I don't think there is a um, a, a sports entity like ESPN radio that is more connected and more in the fabric of what Palm Beach County is about than than this station. And and honestly, I'm not just saying that for word speak because I'm on here. I think that shows with what you have guys have done with high school sports, what you have guys have done with relationships in this community. I, I mean we see, you know, Ryan Burke sitting right here in the studio and obviously uh Duffy's is a huge part of what this community is all about. You have Did a you just say that g- because
2: Ryan had an expired gift card from Duffy's once? <laughs> hey, we'll get Ryan Burke in in a second. But or on. no, is
1: he with the Breakers?
2: What is no, it? Don't worry about it. Right, yeah. All right. <laughs> I can't remember. Good effort. Oh god. It is
1: Duffy's, right? No, all right. No, he's not with Duffy's. Oh, is that a Breaker, no. Break whatever. <laughs> All right.
2: Like, I, you're just confusing with Jason Emmett. I, oh, okay. That's okay. Sorry,
1: my mistake. Oh, yeah, my mistake. Yeah, that's All right. Re- regardless, the point Ryan's is, not good is the, the, <laughs> the community and the people that are a part of this uh, effort in the station, um, I, I think it speaks for itself as far as what you guys bring to the table and, and how you guys cover things.
2: Uh, Lieber, you can hang around despite that mistake you just made here. Uh, we're going to bring in Ryan Burke, talk to him for a couple of minutes. Of course, uh, former high school football star, <coughs> star um, at Cardinal Newman and played at Lehigh. And a member of the business community and his late great father, Dave Burke, ran the Breakers for a long period of time. Okay, was the Breakers. Yes, yes. and some yes. may Sorry. know Ryan as um, Jalen and Boynton Beach. I don't want to out him in the alias here, but some may know him as that. It is 20 for 20 on ESPN 1063. It is ESPN West Palms 20 for 20. 20 years ago today. Our local shows went on the air for the first time. John Martin and I, me, Evan Cohen, we were on the air from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. after Steve and Craig on right before us from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Ryan Lieber in studio with me as well, was uh, a member of WPTV News Channel 5 at the time and uh, has been a part of this the whole way, as has our next in-studio guest, in. Very different variations of roles, not like Lieber on TV or me on radio or Brian McLevin Rowitz over there on radio. Ryan Burke is here. Um, Ryan, I met when he was a kid, right? I mean, when he was a kid. Ryan's dad, Dave, was one of our closest friends and one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet in your entire life. Ran the Breakers for 27 years. Mm-hmm. 27 years. And was, you know, we, we we did a toast. We had a private dinner last night amongst our, our team. And, um, literally we did a toast for Dave before we got going, um, at the dinner last night, Ryan's dad, Dave, who passed away a few years ago, David A. Burke Foundation. If you want to learn more, DavidBurkeFoundation.org, a great charity. They give tons of money back to many uh, different community, um, and charities, et cetera. And so Dave was a part of the station and just hanging around and friend of ours and just a huge supporter of everything going on. I became friends with Steve Uh, our president and Stephanie, our general manager and myself and was just the best of the best. And so the closer we got, we then were like, oh, well, we got to support him and kind of hang out with whatever he's doing. And so his kids played high school football at Cardinal Newman and Ryan was the definition of a punk kid. (laughs) Ryan would would wear the uh, Scully cap, Ryan had every armband, wristband you could possibly imagine. He was, like, literally modeling himself after every NFL wide receiver. And he was a receiver at Cardinal Newman. Now, he did play college football um, at Lehigh and is successful in the business world today. And Ryan is now with us and also interned for a minute, right? You were specific to driving the station car, is that correct? yeah as you I had, remember rides it yeah. in that
3: car yeah no a c so we were definitely slumming it as interns back then, but I like to pride myself that former intern and and now a partner so i you know am am honored to finally make the transition for sure I go all the way from the bottom to now a uh a huge partner of you guys for sure, and a huge thing that you guys do here and it's been a it's been a great family um atmosphere since since day one i've been really honored to be a part of it since i was a young kid and um it's been it's been you know like i said like a second family to me which has been incredible
2: what do you remember like about the early days here i mean besides jmart dyeing his hair pink and then doing public uh like doing the pa address announcing at your games it was
3: you guys were right next to our high school i went to cardinal newman and i remember as an intern um you know, the most I got out of that was I knew J Mart liked light ice in his Diet Coke okay, at Chick Fil A. That's, that's important. Yeah, so important. I would I would make frequent trips. Has that helped you at
2: all in the finance financial advising world? Or yeah, no? Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean,
3: it's you got to manage expectations. So sometimes yeah. people make mistakes. Right. And, right um, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's been it's been uh, a learning you know curve all the way through. But I like to you know credit those early days and can never forget where you came from, kind of thing. I will say, Evan, you got, everyone should be proud of the impact they made on the Burks. Because Matt, when he was on overnight, when talking about memories of the station, also mentioned just running into everyone at Chick-fil-A. Good. So oh, that, that was good. the impact there. That's were, actually why I'm here. I yeah. saw a guy on the way here, and he there was like, Chick-fil-A, they're having free Chick-fil-A in there. And I was like, well, I guess I could pop in for a second. Chick-fil-A labor, what Friday. what kind of ice
2: do you like in your Diet Coke? Go ahead, Lieber.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with none because oh. I don't drink Diet
4: Coke. Oh.
2: Yeah. oh
1: I'm, okay. all, I'm all
2: water all the time, oh, you God. know. I'm That's right. Uh, I, I, this is obviously an impossible question to, to answer, but I'll try it here with you, Ryan Burke. What do you remember about what your dad felt about this
3: station? You know, he loved you guys so much and kind of really loved, you know, investing in you guys, too, just from an early standpoint. And he, as you guys talked about in the previous segment, he definitely saw... You know, the writing on the wall, he saw the future with you guys and and the talent and and everything that you guys bring from a relationship standpoint to delivering on everything that this station has done over the years has been absolutely incredible to look back at. I mean, you go from a a SunFest party barge to now running a, a major college bowl game, you know, it's you guys have taken leaps and bounds and it's really become... You know, kind of a dynasty here. When you think about, um, you know, South Florida sports, you guys are everywhere and, and anywhere that, that it is here in, in Palm
2: Beach County. So you are a Miami sports fan growing up here in Palm Beach County. You love the Dolphins. You literally have a car that is trying to, like, be basically the Dolphins' colors, right?
3: Yeah, it was a former car before. Yeah, yeah my wife made me get rid of that one, but yeah, that, that one's no longer one. here. Yeah, yeah. kept so, the same license plate, so, the OG logo. Oh, good, yeah, that's
2: yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're somebody that's interesting that like you love you love Miami sports, Absolutely. but are a lifelong Palm Beach County person. Mm-hmm. How vital do you think it is for people like Lieber on the TV side back in the day, or now us, to cover the high school sports? Because you were a huge part of it. your teams are good. You played for a, a guy and Steve Walsh, is your head coach. and as a starting quarterback for uh, the University of Miami. For anybody just tuning in and it's like, hey, they're celebrating their 20 years, but they seem to cover a lot of high school sports. Explain why that's important in your mind.
3: It's such a great, you know, breeding ground for for amazing athletes. Like you said, Lieber was hitting on before. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, NFL guys, former NFL guys, NBA guys, um, golfers. I mean, they covered, I mean, you guys covered everybody. And there's just so much talent down here in the Palm Beach County area, not myself included. My brother was Agreed. a good player. But, yeah, yeah um, you know. Matt
2: was number 12 in the top 63. Yeah, that's his brother who played at Purdue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somebody
3: got paid for that, but that's okay. Um <laughs> Neither here nor there, but there's been a great you know breeding ground of players to go all the way back. I mean, even when I was uh, in high school, Jacoby Brissett, still in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, some of those guys that can go on and on and on. You played I mean, against
2: those two? I don't even remember
3: that. I played, yeah, Jacoby and I, um, many, many battles back and forth, whether it was in basketball or What do you mean battles?
2: Football. He won those battles every time, did he not? <laughs> well, you still— Can they really be
3: battles? There has won- to be—you can't have a one-person battle. It's not like he's hitting a, you know— ping pong ball by himself you know you have to have an opponent here somebody's got to lay down at the end of the day but it was uh it was great you know I mean it was you just got to see so much raw talent um from this from this area and you know to this day they're still producing kids left and right that are making major impacts on Saturdays and Sundays on the football perspective and then there's been some great basketball players come through as well
2: all right so question for both of you both Ryans here Lieber and Burke for Lieber, best player you covered. For Burke, best player you played against.
1: Yeah, you've asked me this before. I'll say Anton Smith of Pahokee was a monster. I remember that guy would just rip through defenses. So he's number one for me. He was incredible as a running back.
3: Janoris Jenkins. Never made a tackle on him in my entire life. Not that I tried, but yeah, it just Janoris Jenkins was absolutely unbelievable
2: at Pahokee as well. Interesting. Brian, what about you? How would you answer that question?
3: Uh, well, I didn't really play against Janoris. But, uh, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> Uh, Mon Richards, in yeah. high school, he was so good. I got one more for you. Yeah, Brandon Knight. I held him. He was in averaged, basketball averaging about sixty points a game. I held him to forty-two. Oh, <laughs>
2: <wow>. <laughs> Congratulations! Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, my answer early on. You remember Emmanuel Cook? Yes. Absolutely. Palm Beach Gardens. He I was another a, one. Was a beast. Was a beast. Was awesome. That was that was another one. And yeah, I mean, Dwyer had so many good players for so long. Um, now. Ryan, I, uh, Bur- uh, Burke, I brought up the station vehicle. Yeah. Um, did- Remember it well. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Did you ride it? Like, was there a lot of people in that vehicle with you? Or like, cause, I mean, we didn't have the greatest of cars back then. Now we have better station vehicles. Walk me through that if you could
3: so I guess i 'll start here. It was Uber before it 's time you right know what I mean? uh-huh.
2: we were just picking yeah.
3: up anyone off uh-huh. the side of the road, bringing them to you know partners like Shark Bite Grill and the Cash Cube at the at the Kennel Club, and just going all over the place right uh-huh. no a c but we kind of you know we you know stick to our roots and it was uh, an interesting thing. I remember one time i I first you know started the car the it was like a Kia minivan of some sort. And I'm deathly afraid of spiders. Four spiders came out of the air vent. And I almost, I have no words for what was coming out of my mouth at that time. I I would have done the same thing. I was just beyond, beyond afraid. Mm. It's
1: nice to see you guys took care of your employees and your interns so well at that time.
2: Well, he got taken care of. Yeah,
1: you can say (laughs) that again. Ryan, let me (laughs) ask you this. You know, obviously you've been such a large part of this organization, even as a a young kid. Not a large
2: part. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs)
1: I'm just trying to think of, like, obviously, other than spiders coming out to basically bite you, uh, what what are the positive sort of highlights that you can remember that you have been a part of with this organization and this station uh, through the 20 years?
3: Yeah, I'm just lucky to be a part of it. Obviously, introduced from from my dad to the whole company here. And it's been, you know, we've gone through, you know, ups and downs and everything. has been just like a, a second family to rely on and just watching this station grow Um has been uh, has been a blessing for sure and have so many you know close friends here that i can rely on lean on bounce ideas off of i'm you know you know constantly texting evan he doesn't text back but somebody yeah. like nolan murphy i talk to every day steve Who's um yeah, former uh <laughs> oh, okay what did you do uh honda classic live show perfect um nailed that um but yeah, it's been it's been great to just have like that family atmosphere and then watching you guys just continue to grow and conquer new things like the Boca Bowl and you know, everything that goes along with it. And it's been um it's been amazing to just be part of that kind of fabric, that family that, you know, my brother now works here, so it's it's been uh And by it's been here in LA, which right. is the
2: craziest thing to think right. about. Like when we're growing up and watching Maddie, his brother play football and And Maddie and I would have, and we're watching Ryan, but Maddie and I would be having a catch on the sideline, and he was like a junior high school kid or like a freshman or whatever it was. We'd be just having a catch on the sideline as J-Mart was calling the games, uh, the PA, with pink hair in the booth. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Before his time. As Dave Burke, Ryan's late father, was there cheering, and Steve Walsh was his head coach. And now Matt played college football at Purdue. Ryan played at Lehigh. Matt is a marketing consultant salesperson for us in L.A., and Ryan is now a partner. Before you go, Burke, give a plug obviously because you guys are a partner here and everything you're doing now so people can learn more.
3: So yeah, you guys have been great in helping us build the whole thing. Um obviously what happened with Dave, um, you know, and just kind of turning that situation into like a really good cause that can bring a lot of good to a lot of people. My dad was very philanthropic. Um, you know, we support a lot of a lot of places like Place of Hope, Vita Nova, the first T, FRLA, FIU. I mean, it's um we, are, we have a lot of fun doing it, and we've been raising a lot of money for those causes. We have a great golf outing at the Breakers every year in December. Um, to look more or to see more about that is the davidabergfoundation.org. Um, we've had a couple different events um, throughout the years, and it's uh, it's just been something that my family and I have been kind of just investing those emotions, that grief, that all that stuff into that um, has turned into such a great uh, thing that we like to do and, and just brings that same community feel that I've been talking about with people you don't see you know, every day, every week, and it just has that same kind of vibe to it that um, our events are like nobody else's, and you guys can attest to that for
2: 100%. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan Burke. Ryan Lieber uh, may kick you out. I haven't decided yet. Tom no. D'Angelo, the Palm Beach Post, is going to join us next right here at ESPN 106.3. Wow, that's crazy to hear. Evan Cohen back with you here on ESPN 106.3. I will be with you until 12 o'clock. Ken Lavica, who's going to join me in a little bit, will take over then. And then I'm back with you today for a special three-hour show from 5 until 8. 20 years here in West Palm Beach celebrating just an amazing day. We've had a bunch of people in studio today. Uh, People around the offices here at ESPN West Palm and 106.3. It's just, it's been remarkable. And one of the early people that I became friends with and really was, um, I would say, and I've never said this to him pub- publicly, but I'll say it now. It's still to this day an advisor on Palm Beach County sports. That's really what he is. He is a member of the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame. He has written at the Palm Beach Post forever, and he's one of the most genuine good dudes around. It is the great Tom D'Angelo. Tommy D, I feel old, so I can't imagine how you feel Twenty years our radio station has been in business, and thank you for being a part of it for all these years.
5: Oh, that's great! Thanks, thanks for that uh, introduction. That's um, that's that's pretty good. No one knew we were really related. You, no one knew you were my father. Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm your father. That would be the, the younger person older than the older. Wow, that's interesting. Um, no, in all, ser- in all seriousness, Tom, what do you remember? Because you're from the Massachusetts area originally. Yep. You're a, you're a Boston sports guy originally. You've covered literally every event. Like, it, just so people understand, we have a bunch of people here at the station. Tom's met all of them. But any big event or any small event or anything in between, you see Tom D'Angelo at. What do you remember when you get to Palm Beach County and you're covering sports in this market and the Palm Beach Post was a dominant, dominant force, and all of a sudden, hey, there's a sports radio station coming to well, town. What do you remember about that?
5: Well, what I remember is this: is yeah, and your station is just an example of how it grew. When I got here in 1981, um, there was one major league team in the state of Florida, and there was there was in and there was no in our county. You know, FAU there was there was no football. There was uh, the college sports were really the made the the thing that people spoke about. In college sports was Palm Beach. Palm Beach Community College had a had a uh, nationally ranked women's softball team, you know, uh, and and that was it in Palm Beach County. I mean, you had a minor league basketball team come in at one point, and the USBL came in, but there was there was nothing. There were there was the the Miami Dolphins. Nothing else in the state as far as pro sports. Uh, you know, University of Miami was the closest thing to a big-time college to any any major college, or Division One college, and then it just started growing and growing. It was crazy how fast it grew. You guys came in in the, in the uh, twenty years ago. Um, we had the right around that time, just be, just before that. Well, a few years before that, the Marlins came in, the Heat came in, and all of a sudden, the entire state is like blossoming into this huge this huge uh, sports market in in this county. And it's just uh, that—that's the one thing. When I when I think about how little there was and the emphasis, and you can tell in our in our sports coverage with you guys too. When you came in, when we came in, the emphasis—you guys did have have always been great with local sports, and we've we've have always covered local sports. But local sports was the absolute focus because there was not much else. You know, we we did cover the Dolphins, we did cover Florida State, Florida, Miami, but there wasn't much else. And now everything's covered in the state. Um, local sports is, you know, lo- is still very important, and we-, we do a great job doing it. But it was nothing, nothing like back then, because back then, when we had 10, 15, 20 writers, 20 years ago, we had over 20 sports writers in our department. Today we have four. So that tells you how the, our side of the business has gone. Um, so it's, it's, it, it's just not, we, you know, you just don't have the resources. But it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how fast our area grew out uh, the state and then, you know, and then our area. Uh, I, I, when I came down here, I never thought that I'd stay, I'd be here that long because I didn't think there was enough to keep me busy and keep me interested because there wasn't, there weren't the sports. And boy, did that change.
2: Yeah, Tommy, and talk with Tom D'Angelo, Palm Beach Post, twenty for twenty here on ESPN 106.3, 20th anniversary of our station, which is just crazy to think. When I say you're kind of a sports advisor in Palm Beach County for me personally, mm. what I mean by that, and I, w- I want to talk to people about this, is Tom's covered FSU, right? So we used to have him on all the time to talk yep. FSU. Then Tom moved over to the Heat, and we used to talk to Tom all the time on and off air for me about the Heat. And then Tom was covering general sports, and now he's in the political golf game all of a sudden. No, but he's, he's covering all different kinds of things. And I remember every time he would, like, either voluntarily ask to go to something else or get switched to something else, we'd have a conversation. And I remember you'd say, like, yeah, I'm covering the Marlins, but nobody's reading the stories on the Marlins. And our fourth Dolphin story or our second high school story gets more love. That's why I'm there. And those things were really important, at least for me, in building the station and understanding and going back here and talking to, you know, Steve or Stephanie or JMP or Brian or uh, whoever and saying, you know, Tommy D told me nobody reads their stuff on blank. Maybe we should consider not covering blank if nobody's consuming that. I mean, do you remember any of these kind of conversations that we've had over the years? Well,
5: yes, and this has really grown, obviously, in the age of digital sports and digital coverage and, and uh, being able in and metrics and being able to figure out exactly who's reading everything when I first got here people you know newspapers were thrown on people's front doors, and you just assumed everybody was reading the sports section um and they probably were at that point um but that 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 resource so those resources now from the the technology and the digital age and all and being able to get these metrics is obviously has obviously steered a lot of our coverage that and the fact that we just don't have the we don't have the bodies as much as we had before so we have to be very particular now and that started you know it started in the uh in the 2000s that started when we really were getting a hold of what people were interested in and let's figure out and, and let's let's face it this this area um high school sports is big always has been especially high school football in the entire state um football in general college football dolphins pro nfl because of the dolphins and the heat, more than any other protein, has always driven this market as far as interest. And I, I think obviously it was the, uh, it, it started in the mid 80s, was it mid 80s, mid 90s with Pat Riley, mid 80s with Pat Riley uh, 90s, coming aboard. In the mid uh, He weren't even
2: a team mid, in the mid 80s,
5: Tom. In the mid Ninety five. What was it? Ninety five. What is happening? Yeah, ninety <laughs> five. Ninety five. Ninety five. Just ninety five. He came aboard, and this started it. And then, obviously, it just exploded in the late ninety. Uh, the the LeBron era, the ten twenty ten to twenty fourteen, just exploded. But even before that, when Shaq came, yeah. So they were always. It was it was very difficult. This baseball mark. I was very surprised. I still am that this the you know the the baseball did not take off in this market uh with the hispanic population and baseball is huge in the caribbean and they you know you see the when we have down here when they have the uh, world baseball classic those those games are they're huge people come out like crazy and and they have so much of that population. There's such a diverse population down here. I really thought it would take off more than it did. And part of it was the ownership. The ownership just messed it up. This, this we had the worst baseball ownership for many many years, and that was followed by the second worst baseball ownership for many for five years now or whatever it is. And that's that's, that's killed the interest in baseball here. Hockey, you never really figured would. Yeah, yeah that that was <laughs> that was a tough sell here. It always will be. They have their niche, and that's great. And when they do well, they have the, they have their fans come out and that that's awesome. I'm glad they're here. But it's let's face it, you know, it's Florida, it's hockey, it's just not gonna be the same. So it's it's been able to drive our coverage and the other thing that you that I'm doing, like you mentioned at the end, the golf stuff, whether it's Live or the PGA Tour golf has just always been a thing here. Obviously it's, you know, there's more PGA tours living in Palm beach County than any other place in the country. Uh, there's more golf courses in Palm beach County than any other place in the country goes to, you know, goes to say that we're going to have uh, a lot of interest in golf. The thing about golf that's interesting, Evan, is we're not sure it's still, we've, we've been getting a ton of traffic on golf lately. Golf is, we're, we're kind of starting to get our little, uh, get a foothold in golf because I've been doing a lot of it, but, but golf is a different demographic. And we realize, we still believe that there are people who actually get the newspaper, number one, that they do get the newspaper. And that, number two, some of those those people get the newspaper. The older generation, that demographic, likes to read about golf. So we look at golf as not only just a digital thing, but also still, still kind of resonates in the print product.
2: Tom D'Angelo, Palm Beach Post. Tom, I got a break in a second here, but I do want to just take a, a second, like, I'll just be totally transparent and honest. And uh, Steve Policino, our, our president, and I have had so many conversations about this. Like, depending on the day or the month or the, w- or the day of the week or the month of the year, maybe sometimes we think Palm Beach Post is a partner. Maybe sometimes we think Palm Beach Post is a rival. <laughs> like, sometimes we can't figure it out. On behalf of everyone over the last 20 years, you personally have been an amazing partner for this station. And we cannot thank you enough for all of your partnership over the last 20 years.
5: Well, I appreciate that. And you, you guys too. I mean, I've had a blast being on you on this station for 20 years. And right from the start, I, I, we, not just me, this, but a lot of my colleagues, but, uh, I appreciate you guys having us on. We appreciate being able to get the word out in this County and get people, uh, you know, just get people listening and knowing that we, we all cover the local stuff, but we've gone beyond you. You, you're a huge heat fan. That's That's great. So the, um, that that's been great for this for your station. The people interested in the heat and going right down the line, and you know, spring training when baseball is here for spring training, you guys have a big presence out at the at the stadiums. So I really appreciated that too. It's been a it's been a lot of fun, and and years to come too.
2: Yeah, hopefully we'll talk to you in twenty years at the fortieth anniversary. <laughs> Tommy D, you are the best. Yeah, Thank you much. so
5: much. Thanks, Evan. Thanks for having me. Congratulations, you guys.
2: All right. Thank you very much. There is Tom D'Angelo, Palm Beach Post, of course, all day, 20 hours, celebrating 20 years right here on ESPN 106.3. It is 20 for 20 here on ESPN 106.3. Evan Cohen with you. 20 years. 20 years ago today, I did my first show on ESPN West Palm, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., which is just crazy. And we always say the reason we made it 20 years is because of fans, teammates, and partners, and my next guest feels like all three, right? I mean, he's been a fan of the station. Maybe He's not employed by the station as a teammate, but certainly a friend and definitely a partner. Bob Bradley, Bradley Heating and Air Conditioning, in studio here with us.
6: Thank you for all you've done for us, Bob. We want to thank you for everything you've done for us us also. 20 years, that's pretty good. We've been in business for 42. That's pretty good, too. And I'm just so happy to have been with you since 2009 so you could take all our money.
2: Yes, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> By the way, does a part of you laugh at, like, these idiots are celebrating 20? I'm here 42. Kristen's here, and the entire team, like, Bob and the team of Bradley Heating and Air Conditioning, 42 years. We're a joke compared to that. I agree. <laughs> well, he said it all. He said it all. You know, Bob, you're a perfect person to ask because you were a pitching coach, high school coach. Your son played, and it was drafted first round in the bigs, Bobby. High school sports in Palm Beach County is is a lot of our bread and butter. Talk to people because you understand as well as anybody how vital that is to the cog that is sports in this town.
6: Well, I did it for over 20 years at Wellington High School. Enjoyed every minute of it. You got to give back to the community as far as as far as sports is concerned. High school sports is as important as anything you have. Um, things have changed. We have a little different times, but it's very 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 important to people for people to be involved in high school sports as you guys are. Yeah, that's very important. You've done a real real, real good job.
2: Who did you like better doing your
6: spots, me or Stephanie, Prince? I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough one to answer. I think, I think you both did quite well. Should I say that, Kristen, or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah. Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. Evan, Evan, Evan uh, you know, nah. I, I love you, but Jesus, you are you, you give me a hard time sometimes, yeah. you know?
2: Bob has had to deal with, I'm going to get personal for a second. Bob's had to deal with so much of my real-life crap over the years where, like, something will go wrong in my house that has, not, like, literally nothing to do with the AC. I didn't know that. I'd have Bob and the team of Bradley Heating and Air Conditioning come out there. He'd call me and be like, yeah, I got to talk to you. And I was like, all right, what, what happened? He goes, you know, this has nothing to do with air conditioning, you idiot. And I'm like, well, no, that's why I called you. But, I mean, this is, this is when, when people say partnership, a lot of times it's like a BS kind of coded word of like, cool, take their money and run. Uh, the greatest thing for me with you guys is you guys have supported me and this station and this show for 14 years. And I supported you guys in terms of any time I had an AC need. I recommended you guys to, to other people um, and I just wanted to thank you for that seriously like you are we joke around we give each other crap, but you are the epitome of what a partner for this radio station is and I ap- appreciate that
6: well we appreciate it too you guys are the same to us we've been with you for 14 years and we've enjoyed every minute of it what I like most is the is the is the conversation between all the groups because it's been a lot of fun uh, we give each other a hard time but uh, if we didn't do that, we probably wouldn't care about each other, wouldn't be here. So we enjoy it. We thank you for a- inviting us today. For you guys to be in 20 years, it's pretty good. Well, the that, only thing that yeah. isn't here is, 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 uh, is Paul Zener. I wish the heck he was here so I could talk to him. You know, uh, 46-foot Paul Zener, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. On the okay. Mount, yeah. Evan. That okay. was awful.
2: So, yeah, he, he,
6: we, Steve's first
2: pitch was one of the worst first <laughs> pitches. Now, Bob just mentioned he was a pitching coach for 20 years. Bobby Bradley, Sean Burnett. Other major league baseball players. He's coached them all. Steve Senior's pitch, the worst you've ever seen,
6: first pitch? By far. By far. 46 feet. It was pretty good from a 60-foot mound. That wasn't bad. Now, you weren't in love with my first pitch,
2: but I did a lot better than Steve's.
6: Yeah, but you're a little short, too.
2: (laughs) 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 Uh, Very quickly, because we got a break in a second here. I do want to ask you this. Outside of your son, outside of Bobby, best baseball player you ever saw play in Palm Beach County?
6: Oh, there's been a lot of good good kids that have played in this in this county. Uh you know, me being Bobby's dad, I hate to say that he was the best I've seen on the mound, but him and Sean were, were were uh you know, it's a trivia question. Him and Sean were back to back with the Pittsburgh Pirates and in the years that they came out. Uh, those two were pretty darn good.
2: What about the player you played against? Any of the best player you played against?
6: Miner was good. Sean, uh, mine, uh, Zach Miner from Palm Beach Gardens was real, real good. Oh, yeah, I remember him. He played, yeah. for, the for, yeah, he bit, played right?
2: for the Tigers for a little bit. Yeah, he played for
6: the Tigers for a little bit. I want to really say
2: good. he was in the World Series for them when they made it to the World Series. Miggy Cabrera on the team. Yeah, I think he was. I yeah. think he was,
6: a, a. but he was good too. There was a lot of good kids in Palm Beach County that come out of this place. Well,
2: Bob, thank you so much for everything that you have done. BradleyAir.com. For more information, Bob and the team at Bradley Heating Air Conditioning have been a partner here on ESPN West Palm for 14 years. 14 of the 20, which is just remarkable, and obviously we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now, I'm told I have a hard out at 57.50, but I have 58.40 here. Yeah, it's break time. Oh, Oh, then it's not a hard out. I've got you covered. Oh, so everybody else has to go to break while they're talking, and I don't. Uh Well, good. (laughs) Exactly the way it should be, right here
0: on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast.
2: 20 for 20. Oh, my God. Just ridiculous. 20 years we have been here on ESPN West Palm. Ridiculously amazing. Evan Cohen with you here on ESPN 106.3. Look who's here. Ken LaVica has joined us in Ah. studio. Ken LaVica live, of course, weekdays, noon until two. Every single day, Ken takes over for for me at uh, 12 o'clock, but we'll hang uh, for this hour. Hello, Ken. Hello. Now, now, now the 20 for 20 can get
4: started. Papa's in the house. Let's do this. I'm sorry, what did you call yourself? Papa. Papa's in the house. Let's go, Evan. Can you stop shaking the table, please? Let's go. My God, you are
2: bit
3: more than halfway through this.
2: I'm twitchy and erotic. Yeah, Let's I mean, go. I'm really caffeinated now starts, right now. <laughs> we were all here for a dinner that only happened because you tried to give everybody COVID two years ago. <laughs> That's right. And it got canceled. Uh-huh. And oh then bad. we had this massive dinner last night. And then we were all here from, what, Brian, 10 until, well, you till currently. Yeah, I haven't left yet. Yeah, Brian's been here forever. <laughs> anyway. Um, 20 years ago today, I went on the air here on ESPN 1063, as did uh, or 760 at the time, as did our entire team. And the last couple of days, it has hit me big time because it's, I've been emotional. I've literally been tearing up. You would have thought, you know, it was Brandon watching Dylan drive away a 90210 mm-hmm. and how emotional I was then. And I feel that way now. And the only person who gets that reference is our next guest. He is the director of athletics for Washington State University. We were going to have him on today to talk about the big women's basketball win over number three USC last night, which he can mention. And he's the former AD at FAU, and he's a good friend of ours. It is the great Pat Chun. Hello, Pat.
7: This, this feels like when, like, the WWE does their anniversary shows and Hulk Hogan comes back for one show, they pay him. And I, is that you, Evan? Is that your role in this whole thing? So oh, I thought you meant you were getting paid for this. No, I was, was going to have a problem. Every, like, I'm not getting paid for this.
2: news to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not getting paid for this. Wow. Wow. Pat. So, Pat is an amazing guy. And he's a really close friend of mine. And every time Pat and I communicate, we realize – Wow, we have that in common, that in common. But let's talk about our one big fight we had, if we could.
7: Because you're still re-kindle, mad. Re-kindle that, my memory. Yeah, my you're still mad. Fight is. Yes. So basically, yeah. here's
2: what happened. When Pat was the AD at FAU, mm-hmm. we were talking a lot about what was happening with this coaching situation. And, and Pat wasn't giving me inside info. It was more of Pat and I are both obsessed with management. We love studying Belichick, Riley, Popovich, Gene Smith for him, his mentor at Ohio State. And we love talking management. And we're having all these conversations. And then as we're having all these conversations, this big breaking news happens with FAU. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, why wouldn't you give me that? We're talking for hours every night. So we were supposed to have dinner, like the next night, a big couple's dinner, Pat and his wife, me and my wife, and Steve Paul, it's the president and his wife. And I kind of uninvited Pat to the dinner. (laughs) because I was mad that he didn't give me a scoop on information. Meanwhile, we weren't actually talking that much about that. We were just talking life, and I was pissed, and I kind of
4: uninvited him to the dinner. But what's the process
2: of
7: that? Like, Pat,
4: how did that go down? How did the uninvite
7: take place? Because that's
4: an awkward thing.
7: Well, the nice thing is, as you know, there's nothing really awkward with with Evan, and probably (laughs) the, the, the win came because I did get uninvited, so it allowed me in the moment to try to, you know, it's hard to make Evan feel awkward about anything, but it at least allowed me in the moment uh, to act like I was, I was hurt, but it's allowed me to hold it over his head yes. for a long time where I can make, make casual references. Cause in hindsight, I probably could have started this thing out. Like if I would have thought about it, say, Hey, last night was, I guess another dinner Evan didn't invite me to <laughs> yeah. your celebration dinner. And that probably would have been a better place to start. Right? Yeah, But
2: well, yes,
7: that, 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 yeah, that, that was one of, one of. That was our first um, fight. inflection point in our friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a little, we had a little <laughs> fight.
2: Pat, let's, let's talk about kind of how this all started um, here with you. So you were at Ohio State. You're an Ohio guy through and through. You come down, and we never really heard of each other in any way, shape, or form. When I say we, I mean ESPN, West Palm, the team, from Ken to Brian, Steve, Stephanie, myself, whoever, and Pat Chun. So this new AD shows up. We have the rights at the time to FAU before they decided that they didn't want the radio broadcast to air. Um, and, and then, uh, Ken's the voice of you on radio. Um, and then we all met. And, and, I, and I know it sounds weird to average everyday person, but I, I do think our love for kind of structure and management is where we all kind of hit it off. Do you agree with that or am I making that up?
7: No, that and kind of useless sports knowledge. Right,
2: that's true. Yeah.
7: So I think it's a it's I, it, it's a combination of a bunch of things. And in the moment too, when you have a growing athletic department or one that's attempting to grow I'm from the Midwest. So anyone with an ESPN flag is supposed to be important or, you know, they can amplify your message. So, you know, from a, and we were already partners at the time. So it just made it easy. I think, um, just, just because you guys there, there's common interest in, uh, we need you guys to promote FAU. You We need to make it easy for you guys to promote FAU at the time. And, uh, but lo and behold, I mean, you guys are—you know—20 years is really a reflection of everyone inside those studios that you've been in, because um, you know it's just good. You you don't last that long without good people, and I think that that's probably the essence of what you guys celebrated last night and what you're celebrating today.
4: Well, Pat, I'm with you because if there's one thing that I excel at, it's management and structure. I mean, those are my strong <laughs> points, oh, and so I totally know what you're saying. Absolutely.
7: Uh, <laughs> How many five-hour energies have you taken today, Ken? Just, uh, so just warned me. I, I've actually,
4: in my m- matured years, I'm really sticking to coffee. But I've had three different coffees with extra espresso shots right now, so I am I am definitely wired. I flew in from Houston like literally an hour ago, so I'm uh, I am up and ready to go. I I, uh, I, I do want to ask you though, Pat, the first time you met me, how great an impression did I uh, did I make on you at Florida Atlantic? <laughs> the
7: only impression <laughs> is the unhealthy amounts of five-hour energy. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you and you and you wore it like a badge of honor.
4: Yeah, that's right, because it, I mean, your heart can only beat so fast, and so yeah, I and
7: you bra- you would brag about like the four or five you took that day was equivalent to like twenty two cups of coffee. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Unmatched, Pat. I don't, you know, yeah.
2: in all of our years of friendship and working together, and Pat, I don't want to say still works with our company, but we've had different speaker series within the company, and that Pat has spoken at at our company and has talked to many leaders throughout our company. Like, he's so ingrained in Good Karma Brands, our company, that he is like a part of the team in many ways. In all of our years of knowing each other and being friends, I don't know that you've ever heard this, what I'm about to play you. This is the first ever touchdown call uh-huh. that we, Ken Levicka ever had for FAU football on our air. This Under is a not, previous athletic director. Excuse me. This is not edited, <laughs> adjusted in any way, okay. shape, or form. FAU at Nebraska, uh. Ken Lavica on the call.
4: Lee back to throw, three-step drop, looking, fires, he has a man, it's caught, he makes a move at the 20, he's to the 15, 10 to the 5, it's a touchdown, a Florida Atlantic score, a Nebraska score Uh. on the play. (laughs) A Florida Atlantic score, a Nebraska score
2: on the play. First ever Division (laughs) I touchdown call. First ever call you ever had. Pat, how would you rate that call? Go ahead. (laughs) Wow, that's that's a major fumble.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> sure is, sure yeah. is.
7: What, what what happened? Nerves?
4: Uh, I think it was nerves. I was sort of having an out of body experience. It's Lincoln, Nebraska. It's Memorial Stadium. You've been there a lot of people, a lot of popping circumstance, and I'm also not that good. And so all Agreed. of those things factored together, it caused that to happen.
7: Well, but the tip, of the Kemba I know it pours on the energy. So that if you if you would have played that, I would have thought that would have been from like. like from college radio. Yeah, it was that bad. It, 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 it was well, Yeah, it didn't sound like you. It didn't, well, that's it, the. It didn't but that, have that infusion of energy. What
4: happened, Pat? Is I learned that as long as I get super excited, I can make mistakes like that, and then it just it covers it up. So I evolved over time. I do want to ask you, Pat. Like when when we had you down here and we're able to see you face to face, it was always discussing. Oh, how do you get FAU? How do you put it in a, in a list of things to do for people that have everything to do in Palm Beach County, in Boca Raton, and then you make the conscious decision. To go to Pullman, Washington. What the hell do you do in Pullman, Washington, other than Washington State things, Pat?
7: <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. It's the only thing to do um, <laughs> in, in Pullman, Washington. But but it, it's it's kind of it's. What Washington State is is kind of a, a mini Big Ten or a mini SEC school in terms of the fervor and ferocity that that the alumni have for the school. And in my profession, you're only going to be as good as your president allows you to be uh, to work for Kirk Schultz, who's I mean he's he's recognized as one of the best presidents to work for, especially for a college athletic director. So we've been able to get a lot of things done here. But two very different things. But uh, you know, it being you know, I know, I know. You guys can understand this with your ties to University of Wisconsin. Um, it's more familiar to me to work, work, work in and around these types of environments where you know the performance of the football team, the performance of the entire athletic program impacts the self-esteem of the institution. Uh, but the, the things I learned and the things I was able to, to um, you know, the, the successes, the failures, all those things that happen when, when you when you when you run a run an organization ultimately make you better. And it's, it's really awesome to see all the things FAU's been able to do since I've left.
2: Talking with Pat Chun, A.D. at Washington State, former A.D. at F.A.U. 20 for 20 here on ESPN 106.3. 20 years on the radio. The anniversary uh, today of our local shows going on the air for the first time 20 years ago. I was on 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Me, Evan Cohen, along with uh, Ken Lavica and Brian McLevin-Rowitz. I think I just called him Kevin. I don't actually care. Um, There's a lot of F.A.U. fans who still think my name is Kevin. Don't worry about it. Nobody cares. Okay, (laughs) so now, Pat, one of the most untold stories, we told it at the time, But I almost feel like either people forgot or it needs to almost do like a mini 30 for 30 on this. While you were the AD at FAU, you had you figured out a way of getting two professional sports franchises to practice at your facility. Tell everybody who those franchises were, how that happened. And maybe I would say one of the most untold significant moments in South Florida sports history.
7: Oh, the the well, one. I think we were all motivated to try to get usage out of our facilities, and two, it's just that when the stars aligned. I think we just had a staff at the time that were willing to pounce on those opportunities. Unfortunately for us, I think the Dolphins, or excuse me, the Patriots, still to this day um, struggle with when they or, or maybe overthink what they have to do to prepare for the Dolphins. So we had the Patriots practice uh, use use the the football stadium. Uh, to prepare for their Dolphins week, I think they they just stayed or came early from from New England and then had the heat to eat their training camp, which I think they've done a couple times since I've left. But uh, two, I guess, two of the gold standards in terms of um, sports organizations how they're managing. It's fascinating to 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 watch. You know, the level of intricacy that goes into working with those two organizations, eye-opening.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's remarkable. All right, Pat, let's finish with this, and obviously, we appreciate your friendship and your time and your partnership over the course of time. Random person comes up to you and says, hey, I know you worked in South Florida. I heard that that radio station, ESPN West Palm, celebrating 20 years in in business. Tell me about that station. What would you say?
7: Well, I I would say it's the most important voice of sports um, in Palm Beach County. And you guys were smart enough to find a region that did not have it. And you guys know this. I mean, as, as nice as it is to talk about colleges and pro sports, the 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 a level of depth you guys provide one of the most important recruiting areas for high school sports period in Palm Beach County I think is critical uh, and it, I think it helps elevate everything there. You guys know every college coach in the country regardless of the sport but most specifically football uh, if they're not recruiting in Palm Beach I don't I mean heck we, we recruit Florida kids from uh, for, to, to the state of Washington so I would say that that in itself is watching your guys growth I think it was just. The timing was fantastic, but I think the things you guys do for high school athletes I think is absolutely important, and uh I it's a credit to you guys that, hey, I know you guys have to run a business, but I think in the heart of who good karma is and what you guys do, it's really about serving and serving others and uh what you guys do for the high school sports, for the college sports, and then obviously pros are a different thing. I think is why you guys have lasted 20 years. So congrats to all you guys because I know when, when you guys all moved here, there's probably a lot of hope and dreams and a lot of successes and failures. And to get to this point, cause you guys know you guys are in this thing for the long haul at this point. There's no, there's no turning back other than you're going to have to pry Evan out of retirement every couple, every, every five or 10 years. <laughs> and you decide to celebrate.
2: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll
7: see.
8: <laughs> uh, wait, I know
2: I said last thing. One other quick thing I, I've been meaning to tell you off the air. So I'll just say it on the air while I got you. I had never watched um, the TV show, Friday Night Lights till recently, and I binged uh, it. Oh,
7: that's a great one.
2: I binged a- it recently. I think it's the closest thing to 90210 that we have, and you and I are both yeah. obsessed with 90210, but I think it's the closest yeah. thing to 90210.
7: Yeah, I had a bunch of questions for you, too. Oh, go ahead. Uh, fine, I can, take a, re-
2: I, I can take up Ken's right. time. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. All I'm right. going to kick my feet quick up. Hitters.
7: Yeah. Quick, quick hitters, because you and I haven't talked. Man in the arena versus last dance.
2: Totally different. I'll tell you why. Uh, man in the, re- in the Arena, I kind of knew everything, and it was just reliving it. Last Dance, there was a lot of stuff I didn't know. So I think that, that's how I would look at it. Mike, the, the stuff with Last Dance, we didn't know some of these backstories. Man in the re- Arena was almost reliving the era. I think you know They're coming out with one on Apple about the whole Patriot dynasty. I think that may be more revealing.
7: Do you think the Patriot way is uh, done? No, absolutely not.
2: Dare, Ranked, rank you? your
7: only because this is on A and E, and I saw a commercial for it, so it made me think of it. Rank your, your 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 finishing moves: DDT, Stone Cold Stunner, Diamond Cutter, Diamond Cutter,
2: Diamond Cutter. Is better. Uh, you know what? You know what I've learned over the course of time. By the way, And I know you didn't ask this. They couldn't have come up with a better finishing move for Hulk Hogan. The leg drop. Looking back on it, retroactively, it was it's terrible, terrible. Right?
7: Yeah, that's it's a terrible, terrible move. Yeah, it'd be like the uh, people's elbow actually being the it, it, like. If he didn't have the rock bottom, it would be it would it would be like the people's elbow just standing on its own.
3: Totally
2: agree. It just totally doesn't work. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
7: what what's your expectations for for Wisconsin football?
2: Um, well, I should ask you. He's your boy. You offered him the FAU job, didn't you,
7: Luke Fico? He is someone that I'm in front of for a long time. Oh my God.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> what a sidestep. <laughs> oh my God. Science <laughs> you are something else. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Well, you just you hey, can't bring it up and not expect me to go <laughs> back at you with
7: that. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're more in tune with the program and where they're at than uh, all the monitor. Here's
2: what I'll tell you. For the first time I can remember, it feels like they're saying we want to win a national championship, not just win the Big Ten. How about that?
7: Oh, that's fair. That, yeah, that would I would that that's his expectations too. Yeah, and by the way, I still
2: expect him to be the Ohio State coach at some point. But I don't care because if he changes the way that they they operate there and it's more national championship than Big Ten, I, fine, good. I'm totally fine yeah. with that.
7: I think that was a great hire by Chris McIntosh, and I think he is actually the right fit because, and this is just someone from the state of Ohio. When you look at what how Barry did it, and every, every program has some DNA that it has to always reflect upon. Obviously, the line of scrimmage is big, but Barry got some studs out of Ohio, got some studs out of Illinois, and, I mean, all the recruiting areas that Luke's, Luke's one of the best at in the Midwest, he's going to get, and he's going to get Florida. So when you, when you see all the things that have made them great in the past, you, from a recruiting standpoint, because, oddly enough, that's where college football starts, I mean, you could see, the, you could see how Luke's going to get that thing up and running. I mean, I'd argue that they're the third-best football program in the Big Ten just, just by hiring him.
2: Yeah. All right, what else you got? Because i got to run in a sec.
7: Yeah, no, that
2: was it. That okay, was well, those we are good questions. Those, yeah. Better yeah. than yeah. Brian has ever up. come up with in terms of quick hitters on this show. So, well
7: done. <laughs> Pat Chun. Well, I need I your expertise. I need yes. your expertise. Yeah. Uh, well,
2: you, you got a spot in radio at some point if you want to get out of this AD <laughs> stuff. But <laughs> you. your salary's Thank public. You. I'd stay in AD. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so, Pat Chun, Washington State, former AD at FAU. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for celebrating 20 for 20 today. We appreciate it.
7: Hey, congrats, and don't do not do anything that puts you in HR trouble with Ken today. Be nice to him. Don't just bully him. Thank you,
2: well, Pat. Perfect leading. Appreciate that. I have the best of Ken Lavica audio coming up next on ESPN
0: 106.3. <laughs> you are listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast.
2: Yes, it is our 20 for 20. Evan Cohen with you here on ESPN 106.3. Got you till 12 o'clock today. Ken Levick live comes your way then as we are all reliving moments over the last 20 years here on ESPN West Palm. It's been an amazing day, two days here. So many great teammates, so many great partners, fans, et cetera, being a part of this all day today and last night. And Ken Levick is here with me. He takes over at noon for his show Ken Levick alive. I've been fortunate enough to be on the air here since 2003, uh, stopping any kind of daily appearances in in December, um, but still a part of the company at Good Karma Brands here. And I remember um, I was part of the group that hired Ken first in Wisconsin and then brought him here to West Palm. Ken, quickly, your first day on the job. If you could tell people, the a- the athlete that you covered, your first day at work at ESPN West Palm.
4: Yeah, so uh, I-, I was told I walked in to the building. This is back when we were on Palm Beach Lakes. Uh, and I-, I walk in, and I'm told at 8 a.m., hey, uh, you're going to go up to Port St. Lucie, and you're going to go to see a Nike club unveil with Tiger Freaking Woods. And so my first day on the job at ESPN West Palm, I'm 23 years old. I've never been south of Orlando before. I have an apartment with Jmart of all people. I have no idea what my future holds. And I end up that day spending the day about 10, 15 feet away from Tiger Woods the entire afternoon. So that was that was the start of, uh, I didn't know that, that 15 years later, uh, I would still be here celebrating the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. That was day one. I should have known then, though, that uh, there was a lot of big things
2: coming. So Ken and I did show many shows together. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, I think we were on four to six. And there were some moments that <laughs> Ken had during the course of that time. Oh, so Brian McLevin-Rowitz, our producer, has put together some sound. I told Brian when he asked me, he said, do you want to hear all the sound? I said, honestly, no. I want to relive it live on the air if we could. <laughs> Ken hasn't even seen the sound. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. Okay? So this this clip, clip number 33, is labeled, Ken doesn't know who LeBron is. Oh, God. This is interesting. Oh, Let's take a listen. Oh, God. It's always comforting when Ken Lavica before the show really has a great feel for the direction of the program. When I say at 3.30 in our show meeting, well, obviously, we know where we're going. We've got to talk all James today. And he goes, Who? Had no idea who James was. That would be LeBron. I don't know if you've heard of him, Ken.
4: I have. I kept racking my brain for any Jimmies I would have known in sports. Maybe there was a Jimmy in the World Cup I missed, but uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm happy to talk LeBron today. Yeah, I mean, very nice of him. I mean, am I, uh, am, I, am
2: I telling the truth, McLevin? Did Ken Levin not know who James was when we look said no, it The look of today? confusion no. on his face. Like,
4: who who you has didn't, that been talking you about? You didn't say it exactly the way you just framed it. You said, oh, well, uh, I guess we're talking about that James fellow.
2: And I <laughs> why, <laughs> right, In a different. sarcastic, like, no bleep, LeBron James. This could be the, like, we may be within the last day of LeBron's tenure as a member of the Miami Heat. Ken, how do you explain that one?
4: I just feel like we all know LeBron on a first-name basis. And so, uh, were we talking about James Jones?
2: You think we're going we to James big Earl topic Jones? Head? What? Uh, I don't know. He's I, running I, James's. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ken didn't know who LeBron was. Now, this one's interesting. <laughs> feel the dreams. That's what I was is, trying to think of. This is a, a chunk of audio that we may barge in at different points here. This is a, cut number 32. This is labeled. <laughs> Ken's looking at me so scared <laughs> as to what's coming here. Ken loses the station equipment in the mail. Evan investigates. Oh, God. I still have (laughs) nightmares about this. Oh, God. Uh Uh-oh. Did you ship something somewhere now the whole company can't find and there's, like, been, like, a manhunt Yes, this? yes, yes. What happened with this? I'm,
4: I am not. Are you aware of this, McLovin? No, I'm not. Like, it, it has been a source of strife for
2: me for the last, like, two weeks, too, which sucks. What happened? Because I knew nothing. Because I was, like, saying to somebody the other day, like, oh, Ken, you know, Ken, you guys can't give Ken so much stuff to do. Because Ken knocked the station off the air last Wednesday. And they're like, oh, you think this is this oh is a God. tough run for Ken? That I'm like, happen. no, I mean, he just had one bad night. Like no 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 no. Do you know what he did with the equipment? I said I have no idea what you're talking about.
4: Well, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like equipment. Okay, I'll
2: I'll I'll explain. It
4: sucks, but it sucks. But I'll explain. Huh? Okay. Do you want me to explain? Yeah, now? I think you should now. Nah, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, when, that's what <laughs> we're <laughs> doing.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know. I thought you were postponing
4: for oh. this story. So. At the station, uh, this was several, several months ago. We were going to get some sort of fiber wiring that was going to increase our broadcast potential, things like that. That we, sounds important. We yeah. opted not to go it's that crazy, way, right well, now. though, and went another direction to achieve that goal. Um, <laughs> right. But we had a company send us a modem that originally was going to be for that first alternative we had come up with. Okay. Uh, it needed to be sent back. So it had a pre-packaged label sent by the company that sent us the modem. Our engineer had packed it and gotten it all ready to go, and it just needed to be delivered. So what I did is because I was advised to do this, and I had seen other people do this, <laughs> I walked into the mail room here at Phillips Point that is under 24/7 surveillance, and we you need a code mail to get in. Room? Yes, we have a huh? mail room, um, I didn't know and that. there is a UPS drop box in there. And so I placed, it didn't fit in the drop box, <laughs> but I placed it next to the drop box oh again because God. I was advised, <laughs> I was advised to do wait, that. Wait, wait, in hold fact, on, hold I on. walked in last week hold and there was on, five packages in front of
2: it. When you were asked to send this out, to return this in essence, uh-huh. were you told to to give it to the people in the building or were you told to go, told to, go to the post office?
4: I wasn't told anything specific uh. about how to
2: ship it. So in typical you fashion, you just were looking for uh. the easy way out. Well, no, no, no. At Radio. Tell Ken to call us at Chipsticks. Our investigator can give him pointers. They have an investigator.
0: Wow. Oh, that'd oh awesome. wow.
2: That'd be an awesome.
4: I just. Okay. Yeah. That would be awesome. We're going to have to
2: bring in an investigator <laughs> for this. Like Magnum PI is now joining us.
4: Yeah. Um, so I've been working to try and find this modem.
2: Not very hard because you're making it seem like I almost went to Riviera Beach, which is 15 minutes from the station. <laughs> But you, but you, you understand, once really I'm there, I'm going to be bad sometimes. Oh, my God. Hey, Ken, leave earlier. Stay later. What does that mean? Meaning, you're going to say, you're, oh, I'm going to be there all day. Well, like, okay, so get there at 9 o'clock in the morning. But I am in charge of the kids
4: in the morning. Like, I can't just Bring dedicate my life to this modem.
2: Ben, your kids would love to go to the Riviera, the UPS, <laughs> Riviera Beach. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that's like a little field trip for them. All right. I, I mean, yeah, I... Where the kids?
4: I... <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Like, it's frustrating. Like, I am frustrated. Like, I hate How the do you fact think that-
0: the company feels that like it's going to have to pay $1,000 because you don't... I've have- already offered to pay for it. You don't have the money. You still owe me money.
4: Well, I mean, that'll come eventually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, that was amazing with Ken Lavica there. Um, just an amazing thing. We're going to relive more of this, but joining us now... I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about this. So, 20 years ago today, we started ESPN West Palm. 20 years ago today in Palm Beach County, I was on the air that night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. There is a singular athlete that has played every moment during this time in South Florida. Only one. He's my favorite basketball player alongside of Michael Jordan of all time. I interviewed him a million times back in the day. He's my son, who's nine years old, favorite basketball player. My son just had a jersey number picked for AAU basketball, and he picked number 40. And I said, you have to understand what comes with that number and the heart and soul that is that person. Joining us now from the Miami Heat, he is my favorite basketball player of all time, alongside Michael Jordan, Udonis Haslam. UD, Evan Cohen, thank you so much for joining us.
9: Wow, man, you you really you really
2: know how to bring me out, don't you? Oh, I mean, I I can't even tell you how. If you think about it, twenty years ago, so we started this radio station twenty years ago. My favorite Heat team was not any of the three title teams. Was not the finals run in the bubble. Was your first year '03 4 To this day, my favorite Heat team of all time because nobody expected it to be what it was. And 20 years later, we look back at you and D Wade from that team, and in many ways, it mirrors what our little radio station was. Nobody expected us to do anything, and 20 years later, we're still here. Tell me about that team, your first team.
9: Wow! Well, wow. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I think, um, I mean, that team was fun. You know, that team was full of a, a lot of young guys. You know, our leader at that, that time was, was, was uh, Lamar Oden. You know what I mean? And I think, um, you know, it was just a bunch of guys that was just excited to play the game of basketball. Um, and at that time, it wasn't even a business to us. We were still kids playing the game of basketball until we realized, hey, we were pretty good and we got a chance. Um, and I think that's when you saw the emergence of us start to come together, you know, the second half of the season. That's when you started to see, you know, Dwayne coming to his own. You started to see... You know Lamar be that leader. Um, you know you start to see myself. You know play the game with confidence. Who was a kid that you know just really came out of nowhere. And I think it, still, it started all really to come together. So when you see the careers that I've had, you see the career that Dwayne's had. Um, you see how Lamar's career catapulted, and he went to the Lakers and they would be sixth man of the year and win a championship. I think all of us built that confidence, and it all started with that team. Um, you know building up to that because up until then, obviously Dwayne was coming out of college. I had been overseas, and Lamar had been up and down with the Clippers. So I think all of us really established ourselves early on in that season.
2: You know, your I, I, I hate to to do the compare and then contrast because they're not similar, but I'm just I'm going to do it anyway. I've have had some tears the last few days, like thinking about holy crap, like this little station that could. We made it 20 years, and I also do national stuff on SiriusXM, on NBA, Mad Dog, etc. But this station was kind of the beginning. When was the last time you cried about your career, knowing, holy crap, I made it 20 years?
9: Oh, man. Uh, geez, that's a good one. Probably, when, probably you know, when we won, we won the championship. <laughs> uh, you know, the very first championship we won, you know, I had a thing going for a while that it was champagne in my eye, but as I was going to my adult year, I'm a little bit older. I can admit now that it was a very personal moment for me, and I teared up, so... Over my basketball career, um, I think that was the last time that I cried. But it was tears of joy, you know. They were tears of joy. So, um, you know, I, I do it all over again. We can get a little teary eyes towards the end of this season as well. But you know, that was the last time I cried during the season.
2: You done it. As- do you believe you've made it? Can you believe, like, when was the point of, like, I can't believe I made it to, of course I made it. You see how much work I put in? Like, because when when people look at your, the beginning portion of your career, it's kind of surprising you made it 20 based on the beginning of it. But now, it's like, you can make it another 20. Every team would want you.
9: Man, you know what? I never would have imagined I'm just playing 20 years in this league. Um, and I never would have imagined my vision, um, you know, being leading But you know, all I knew is I just wanted to be I just I just wanted to give it everything I had. I didn't want to have any strength. Um I wanted to be the best teammate I could be. Um I wanted to come out and I wanted to play my heart out. Um and, and I just never got comfortable. I still work today like I'm undrafted and like I don't have anything. You know, I still work today um with the same mindset. I've always had the mindset as, you know, um I gotta work twice as hard just to equal up to the common man. You know what I mean? So that's always just with my mentality. And, uh, you know, through that mentality and through that work ethic, it's, it's, it's manifested into the career that I've had. It's brought me to this point in my career where I can, you know, retire on my own terms. And, and I have a um, to move forward with the organization that just, that's pretty much family to me. Where, um, so, you know, it, it's manifested into all these amazing things.
2: Evan Cohen, talk with Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat. 20 years for UD, 20 years for ESPN West Palm. Today, our 20th anniversary, there's no better guest we could possibly... I asked for one guest. I literally asked for one guest, and Udonis Haslam is the guest. That's how much I admire UD. You know, Udonis, Charles Barkley said years ago, athletes should not be role models. I would fight him on one person, and you're the person. Do you believe you should be a role model? Yes,
9: sir. I do. I do believe. uh, You know, I think... And we have, you know, so many guys, you know, um, just catapulted into these bright lights and, you know, to these, you know, finances and, you know, all these other things that are going on around, Um, you know, I think it's um, almost, it's almost imperative that, you know, you have, you know, somebody in the locker room, you know, that these guys trust and that can teach these guys how to be the ultimate professional. Um, you know, not everybody's going to win the championship. We would hope that you would be in a position where you can win a championship. But if you don't, you have to be a professional. Um, you have to protect yourself. You have to protect your, your family and your assets, and you have to do these things the right way. Um, and I think when you look around the NBA, I think that's something that we lack now. Um, the talent level is amazing. It's unmatched. There's more talent in the league than we've ever had before. Um, but there's very little veterans. Um, there's very little guidance. And, um, you see almost like a blind leading the blind type thing right now. Um, but you look around the teams that do have that veteran leadership and have their guys in the school. Um, and you know, they tend to be the teams that are doing well on the basketball court, but also off the basketball court. You don't hear them caught up in a lot of things and you know, they just keep the, you know, their nose straight. So, you know, for me, I think every team should open up a spot for a veteran on their roster that maybe doesn't count against the salary cap. Um, and maybe try to figure that out. But I think every team should have an OG role. Where they got to protect the assets of these owners. I think uh, it's easy to say, um, why did he do that? What was he thinking? But when you talk about a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid that didn't know any better, and just learning the ropes of the NBA, the profession, um, they need help.
2: Wait, you, you just you just brought up something really interesting. So you're saying 15 players, 2-2-A, two, and an OG, and that doesn't count against the cap.
9: I think so. You know, that's something that I think would be a great idea. Um, and I think it also helps protect the assets of all these NBA teams. I mean, if the league is getting younger, the talent is getting greater, the money is getting greater. Um, you have to protect your assets. Um, and I think putting somebody in the locker room who these guys trust, who they work with every day and build that relationship and bank that equity um, will just help you protect your assets. Because the bottom line is there's always a a disconnect between the front office and these younger guys that are coming in, because these guys are nineteen and twenty, and most of the guys in the front office are older, or most of the times the coaches are a little bit older. So you got to really be able to get these guys to trust you. got to speak the lingo, um, and you got to kind of operate in their world, in their space. Um, and I think I do that well. And I think if you put a guy in the locker room that can, manage, you know, manage those things, I think you're putting yourself in a position to be successful.
2: If they created that, would you continue playing? Mm-hmm.
9: No, man. I think Anthony Chang asked me this the other day, and I think, you know, he asked me, would I come back for another year? And I said, you know, under no circumstances would I come back, you know, another year. I'm already made my decision. But nobody likes the way the season is going, and um, I've been moving sleep over it. But um, under no circumstances would I come back another year. I think it's time for Bam, Tyler, and the rest of these guys to, to, to be the voice and to lead and to step in and, and carry the torch, you know, for the next generation of Heat players um, and the culture.
2: Let me follow up on one thing, though, you said about this OG rule, because I fight with people whenever they say, like, oh, why is Udonis Haslam taking up a roster spot, which is infuriating? Because to me, if you said you had to get rid of every player in the Heat and you could only keep one, you're the one I'd keep, okay? And the reason I say that, and I'm curious to know your take on this, I always say the moment he takes off a jersey and puts on a suit, his loyalty is to the coaches, the front office, and ownership. And not that you're not loyal to them now. But when a player comes to you and you're wearing a jersey, you don't have to tell anybody else about that conversation. When you put on a suit, you do. I think it's different in that regard. You know
9: what? You're you're a very smart guy. You're a very smart guy. And that's what I've been trying to preach to people for a long period of time. It's not the same, you know, if I step over to the other side and put on a suit. They don't trust me. As much, um, and I'm not able to get the results that I've been able to get with these guys. You know, with you know, a guy that's in the locker room, that's wearing that uniform, that's in practice every day, that's in drills with you every day, that's in the trenches with you every day, you build a lot more trust. Um, as opposed to obviously, like I said, you know, a coach. So, I do you know better results in a position that I'm in, and also I get to go out there every day and I get to work with these guys, and I get not just to talk about what it looks like to be a champion, I get to show these guys what it takes to be a champion with my work ethic every day. In the film, in the way, maintaining my condition, even though I'm not really playing that much. All these things are being a champion before you actually become a champion, And those are the things that I get a chance to teach these guys. Um, the 15th guy on the roster doesn't play anyway, You know, so, you know, I think for people that uh, focus on me, you know, not playing and why, but the last couple of years we've been to Eastern Conference Finals, you know, and we're one shot away, clearly it's not because we don't have the talent, I'm not taking away. I'm not, you know, what I'm saying I'm not taking away from anything. Uh, I'm just moving the needle, you know, and I'm, I'm helping us win, um, and I'm doing it my way. And um, you don't have to always do it the way people think you should do it.
2: Ud, who's the player? And leave Dwayne out because you and Dwayne are obviously, you know, inseparable and like not real life brothers, but kind of real life brothers, right? So leave Dwayne out. Who's the, pl- who's the player where you'll look back and say? I'm proud my presence made this person and this player so much better. I made him better because I was next to him than anybody else could have done, and he is really good because of my existence alongside of him.
9: Oh man, I've had an impact on so many guys, but right now, I would have to say, you know, you know, bam. You know, he he obviously he, he works tirelessly, tire, tirelessly on his game, you know, with the coaches and um, you know, the guy Ronnie Taylor and those guys. Um, but you know, when it comes to breaking down film, you know, when it comes to, you know, putting those things uh in the right situations, when to do it, when to do it, understanding the game, you know, working on his basketball IQ, be a leader, um, to be a winner. And, um, you know, obviously putting himself in a position to be one of the greatest players that ever put on the heat jersey the Um I would say he embodies all those things that I've been trying to pass along. You know, I've had a couple guys that have had, you know, one or two things that they've been able to embody, but they haven't been able to grasp everything. So I think van has been able to grasp everything that I've tried to pass along to him. Um, and, you know, once again, not taking away from the work that he does with the coaching staff uh, because they do an amazing job with Bam. But... Uh, You know, just watching film and just pointing out different things to Bam, I think I've been able to help them move the needle tremendously.
2: Last couple of things here with Udonis Haslam. Kind enough to join us. 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. Year 20 for Udonis Haslam. Evan Cohen with you here. This has been, obviously I'm a Heat fan. This has been an insanely frustrating season. I'm sure it's way more frustrating for you guys than it is for me as a fan. It's weird. I look at Jimmy, who I love, and I think the Miami Heat organization, they're made up to go 82-0. And I think Jimmy's made up to go 16-0 in the playoffs. So while I'm not writing the team off, because Jimmy is such a great postseason performer, getting there has been a little bit more frustrating than I anticipated it would be. But I'm not giving up yet. Is that a fair assessment?
9: Yeah, none of us are giving up. You know, I think everybody is, you know, confused about the way the season's been going, like the situation we're in. Um, and obviously, you know, me, you know, can't live or won't live in mediocrity. I um, can't live and won't live underachieving. Um, so, you know, as a, as, as a leader, you know, that, that bothers me. Um, the one thing I do know about this group of guys is that we're pure at the heart. We do want this to go the right way. Um, and if we can, if we can get it rolling, I like our chances against anybody. You know, just trying to find some consistency right now, fans in the basketball court and winning some games has been a struggle for us. But it's been a struggle all year, just getting guys healthy and keeping guys in the line. One thing I to say is, like I said, is we can get healthy and we can get rolling, and hard at the right time.
2: I like that chance to yeah. Well, UD, in all sincerity, I want to thank you because you have been an amazing person to watch on and off the court. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. They are Heat fans. They love you. And they they were not alive when you were playing every single night. And my son goes on YouTube and literally just searches Udonis Haslam highlights. I'm not kidding. He watches all the bloody moments and everything. We got the jersey. We got everything, UD, because you are the kind of person and player that I personally would love for my kids to grow up to be like. Work your ass off. Overachieve. Do everything you possibly can and do it the right way. And thank you for being the inspiration you've been for the last 20 years. Oh man, well I appreciate that, and thank you very much. And, and
9: happy uh, 20th anniversary to uh, ESPN Palm Beach, man. Thank you guys for everything we do together. man. It's been an amazing journey, so you know we're gonna continue to keep doing it. Keep we going to keep
2: overachieving. That's right, Ud. Thank you so much. Best of luck tonight against the Knicks and the rest of the season.
9: Thank you, Evan. I appreciate that. one. All
2: right, there is Udonis Haslem. I'm I'm good. I don't <laughs> find someone else to host the rest of the day. I'm good. I don't need to do anything not else. not going
4: to top that. That's goosebumps through and through right there. I just love that he stayed on hold to listen to Ken losing
2: the equipment. But <laughs> he had the full ESPN West Palm experience. Oh, God. Wow. Tremendous. And that was really interesting about the OG rule. We have to get that out there. That will uh, make news, by the way. Um, just want to point that out there. Thank you to Tim Donovan, Rob Wilson, everybody at the Miami Heat for setting that up. Brian McLovin Rhodes for getting UD. Uh, Steve Walsh scheduled to join us next on ESPN 106.3. Evan Cohen back with you here at ESPN 106.3. We got you for another 10 minutes or so. And then I'm back with you at 5 p.m. tonight. Ken Levick alive coming up in uh, less than 10 minutes. Thank you to you, Donis Haslam. Just joined us. We will tweet out all and uh, all the audio, et cetera, at ESPN West Palm. Well, joining us now, a man that has become a very good friend of mine. A man that played 11 years in the NFL as a starting quarterback. He played at the University of Miami. He won a national championship. He is 23-1. and as a starting quarterback at the University of Miami, longtime Palm Beach County resident and was the head coach at Cardinal Newman and he is Steve Walsh and he joins us now to celebrate 20 years on ESPN West Palm. Hello Walshy. Wow, well, I
8: I figured there had to be a reason for you to be working overtime. Why, no. why is this happening
2: awesome. this has become a theme, like, oh wow, Evan's actually working today, Wow, great Jeez, but, yeah, 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 thanks <laughs> by the way we 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 yeah.
8: worked we we worked pretty hard
2: early on, though, you and I so Walsh and I had an interesting theme, so Walsh and I did many shows together, games together, we would room together like on the road that somehow we had to stay in the same room at different times, and we became good friends over the course of time, and I love Walsh and I don't like to admit it publicly because I like to rag on him. But Walsh and I had a theme where every time we did a remote at an advertising partner, the place either shut down or canceled, oh, canceled upon arrival. It was really a remarkable run we had for a
8: while. I mean, and if that doesn't sell endorsement deals, I don't know what does.
2: <laughs> I mean, we would go to a deli next to the station, like, hey, great remote. All right, well, you know, go there next week. Then all of a sudden the next day you'd go and like, I don't think they're in business anymore. <laughs> we did a QB competition at a car dealership that went out of business, and the guy who ran it stormed the Capitol on January sixth. That's not a joke. Oh, <laughs> no, oh no, Walsh, I'm, d- I'm dead serious. With that. I didn't say you had anything to do well, with I'm that. Walsh, I'm not saying you're at the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and my all God, you work. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was—I mean, we did some really great shows back in the day. Yeah
8: starting off with FAU football, and Evan was the uh, the premier sideline reporter trying to you know catch uh, the late-grade Howard Schnellenberger before, <laughs> before he went in at halftime. That was always entertaining for me, by the way.
2: Oh, that was the, – well, the best was when I was doing play-by-play for the game and you were on color, and Lance Davis, who came back here, he's part of our company in Milwaukee now, he's here uh, today for the celebration. Lance got screamed at by Schnellenberger. Like get your hand off my back, because Lance was trying to guide him as he was talking to him. And Walsh and I are on the broadcast, dying of laughter that Lance is getting yelled at by Schnellenberger. Great moments, great moment. (laughs) Walsh, what do you what do you remember about the early days? ESPN West Palm, and were you at? Like, did you think that hey, these young guys that were starting the station could actually make it? Was it flash in the pan? Like, do you remember your early memories of this station?
8: Well, uh, you know, the studio wasn't as luxurious it is as it is now. You <laughs> I know? think that's but, an understatement. <laughs> uh, but you had the microphone. Uh, you know, I think the audience, um, you know, being a longtime resident of, of Palm Beach County, I think the audience was ready for some some local flavor. I think in uh, conjunction, you know, a few short years later with uh, the coverage on Channel 5, I think it was just a a really you know good opportunity to build on... The sports fans in the area, and uh, you know, to have some local stories obviously was was critical in that. And, um, but yeah, it would it it was a small beginning, and to become this large empire that uh, Paulip Senior has built in West Palm, with the with the help of you and many other talented uh, young broadcasters.
2: Let's let's talk high school football for a second, because I think that's been a big theme for everybody in the 20 years, like kind of the local coverage. You took the foray into coaching, obviously, and that was a time you were the head coach at Cardinal Newman. The late, great Dave Burke was there um, as a huge fan of his sons, uh, Matt and Ryan, on the team. J-Mart was there doing the PA with pink hair. What a time it was for you doing high school football, but the, the meaning of it in this area, like how would you speak towards the importance of covering high school sports in Palm Beach County?
8: I think, you know, you have a built-in audience when you, you know, you're doing a future story on you know, one of the, if it's their child or certainly a, a, a local kid at a local high school. And, and it just, you know, um, I mean, Pat Murphy uh, did it a little bit, but I think you guys took it to a whole nother level. And, um, you know, I think just to have that focus, that laser focus on local sports uh, was, was a great strategy and it, and it worked. And, you know, knowing that you were going to, you know, pick out, um, you know, top 63, which I think came in into play a few years after that. You know, obviously we had the built-in uh, Groza Awards, which which uh, focused on the top high school athlete uh, in the area. All those things in conjunction just worked uh, right to your strategy, and and I think it just it shined a light on, you know, Palm Beach. You know, when you, when you combine Palm Beach and Broward and Dade, obviously it's it's the hotbed of college football recruiting and uh, just some of the premier athletes that have gone on and, and made big, big splashes in college football and then on to the NFL. It's, is just, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, area. And I think, you know, your focus on, on Palm Beach County, the station's focus on Palm Beach County was critical in some of that growth.
2: Well, Walsh, we just wanted to thank you, obviously, for being a part of it. I am being serious and sappy today, which is weird for me, especially with you. It's I'm uh, uncomfortable doing it. But I do think I have to acknowledge publicly the the amount of times we've had Steve Walsh on the air on radio and TV and like he's our friend but to the audience like this guy played 11 years in the NFL as a quarterback he was 23 and 1 as a starting quarterback at Miami like he was the real deal and so I do appreciate all of the credibility that you actually gave us by coming on with us as much as you did so we do appreciate that and also the relatability, because you would talk about all different kinds of things in your life. So thank you for being a huge part, at least in my eyes, uh, of our growth here over the last 20 years, Walsh.
8: Yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's always been fun. And, and, you know, working with good people and and uh, and then to be able to call them, obviously, your friends. Uh, that, that's that's why you do these things.
2: I'll be nice to you again for the 40th. Uh, until then, I'm going to go back to normal, regularly <laughs> scheduled programming. Thank you, Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
8: I've go. See you guys.
2: Congrats again. All right. Thank you. There is Steve Walsh uh, joining us here on ESP 106.3. All right. I'm back with you at 5. Ken Levick Alive coming up next. We will switch seats. I think yeah. you should probably sit here. What do you have planned for your next few uh,
4: hours? Well, we're kicking things off in like a minute with Lane Kiffin, former oh. FAU head football coach and Ole Miss head coach.
2: Well, then we should get off the air right now because Lane's going to call in. Ken Levick Alive next on ESP 106.3.